developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit betterhelp.com slash onion because honestly, being a human is exhausting. Harmonize with me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright. I'm your oyster, baby. You're my pearl. Hello! Uh, hello, Tom. You nearly blew my ears off Sorry just then. Sorry about that. You went just a little close. How's it going? Absolutely wonderfully. What a lovely, cuddly, teddy bear jumper you're wearing. They say blue and green should never be seen, except on an Irish queen. Oh, right. You look fine. I, I don't subscribe to the whole blue and green thing. I think you look great, um, but very cuddly. I'm sure when you get home tonight, your wife will say, oh, give me a cuddly in that jumper. She'll probably just take the jumper off us. What, put it on herself? Maybe. That's better. Oh, you mean take off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see you're wearing some shoes from the future again. Moon boots. I think these are uh, like... Uh, I think these are LeBron James. Those are boots. fantastic. Good, aren't they? Yeah, really nice. Well done, Dom. Nike, as they say in the States, or Nike, as they say in Britain. And I like my advertising to be not front row center subtle. most of the time. Although I say subtle, this is obviously a <laughs> Mickey Mouse Disney t-shirt, which I'm quite emblazoned. Well, should we jump into a few uh, voicemails? People have been sending us. I would love so to hear many voicemails. I'd like to hear some voices on the friendship onion. Oh, wait, this week. before we do, I had a question for you, Bills. Oh, hold on, on, hold on, everyone. I want to make some notes. Right, now, just think about this, right? Because I'll write down your answer. <clears throat> I've, I've approached you with a cherry. Mm. You can take it to the bank that the cherry has been. Cleaned. It's mm -hmm. clean as a whistle. Mm -hmm. It's an organic cherry. Mm -hmm. It's ripe. It's red. I give it to you. What do you do next? Think about it before you answer. Let's do Billy Boyd. Cherry answer. First off, yeah. I would thank you for the cherry. Thanks for the cherry. Yeah. I would look at the cherry. Look. Look at it with both eyes. Both eyes. Look at the cherry. After thanking me for the cherry. For the cherry. Thanking me for the cherry. Yeah. And then I would smell the cherry. You'd smell the cherry. Olfactory area of answer. Smell the cherry. Then I would lock eyes with you. Look me directly in the eye. And without breaking that, yeah, I would place a cherry in my mouth, break off, <laughs> I'd break off the stem. Break off the stem. Where's that stem going? Are you holding on to it while you while the cherry's still in your mouth? You... I think I'm putting breast it in pocket. my breast pocket. Stem. I'll put that in parentheses in brackets. Stem in breast pocket. Yeah, brilliant. 
I would suck all the flesh off of the, the seed. You've got some strength in your tongue, haven't you? Suck the cherry. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, uh, underline that because I think that's the meat of the, the meat of the, of the yeah, and the Suck meat of the, the cherry fruit, the flesh until the the would you call it the pith? <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying suck the skin off? No, I'd, I'd see that it's just the, the seeds the that's seeds left, left, yeah, with virtually no flesh on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's that going? You're not gonna. Don't say you're gonna swallow it. Do not. No, I would never swallow God. it. I would. Breast pocket. Breast pocket backed with the stem. Mm -hmm. So the stem and the cherry. We'll call it the pit. Is it a cherry pit? We'll call seed. it. Yeah. Seed. Cherry seed. In your breast pocket. Yeah. Fruit in your stomach. Yeah. Does that be right? That, yeah. By that time. Fruit. In stomach. That's brilliant, Bills. No worries. Thanks for that. No, no problem. Thank you for the cherry. You're welcome. All right, well, let's go to some voicemails. Fantastic. Right <laughs> Hello, Bill and Tom, Billy. Love the show. It's the only podcast I listen to. Oh, brilliant. Seriously, it's fantastic. And despite being successful actors, you guys come across as salt of the earth type of people. It's and I think the... The friendship onion is really just what the world needs. Huh. That being said, I've got a small gripe with your Eat the World segment. Mm. I'm going to need you guys to take about 20% off or when you're chewing in the microphone, especially you, Dom. Hearing your tongue and your lips smack around while you try and say masticate with a full mouth is one of the grossest things I experience on a regular basis. <laughs> and I've got two really small kids, so I spend a decent amount of my spare time dealing with baby shit and throw up. <laughs> I mean, I can literally feel the spit travel through the microphone across the country and out of my phone speaker to trip on me in Massachusetts. All right? Love you guys. Massachusetts! Massachusetts! Brilliant. Well, Brilliant. I told you, Dom. He, that gentleman did not give his name. Do we know his name? Anyway, that lovely gentleman. Nameless, he shall remain. Nameless, but he's from Massachusetts. Made a solid point. Now, I've, I've put my foot in both camps, to be honest. <laughs> I'll have I've had people in in my Instagram say please don't chew as much it's disgusting and then I've had other people saying I love the chewing stuff it's very funny I don't I'm not sure maybe I just back off the mic a little bit I think we can see that the country is divided, divided. as everyone is as saying and it's through um, how much do you want to hear someone masticate yeah let us know if you have any strong opinions about how much or little. Billy and I chew during Billy and Dom Eat the World. Yep. Here is another a voicemail. Hey, Billy and Dom. Oh, oh. This is Zach Collin from Reno, Nevada. I have a quick question about the first scene where we're introduced to Meriadoc Brandybuck and Peregrine Took, which, of course, is the 111th birthday party of Bilbo Baggins. I have a question about the scene where you lift that wonderful dragon firework up off of the ground, in the tent. We see the firework coming up from the ground, and then, of course, I'm sure CGI takes over. But I was curious what kind of special effects went into the, uh, the stunt work or the props work or whatever for that firework. Huge fan of the podcast. Can't wait to hear your answer. Thanks. Bye. That was a really fun day, mm. if you remember, Tom. 
it, it was in a studio in Wellington in a sound stage, and they did set up the firework inside the um, tent, and it was on a sort of piece of um, uh, fish wire or wire. whatever you call it. Yeah, so you can't see the wire. And then the firework did have some uh, gunpowder in it, so it did make a noise and it flashed, and then someone shot it up. Yeah. So the first sort of six feet of it going up in the air was going to happen. And then we cut, and the makeup girls did a brilliant job of like you know <clears throat> blackening our face with suit and putting our hair up to the point that I thought this is too much. Pete, Pete loved it. I thought Pete's going to say no. That's loved like it. cartoon. Am I right in thinking he asked for more? I think so. Yeah. I think we went away to go to the makeup trailer to do it, and the makeup girls said, "Scrunch up your face so it yeah, looks like yeah. you're getting ready for an explosion." We had all these really fun crow's feet. I seem to remember we went to Pete, and you and I were like, "They're not going to like this. He's going to get us to wash our face." And he laughed and said, "More, more." Yeah, and they, and that's when they back combed their hair up and. It was a bruise, a really funny day. But as I say, the firework did go up about six feet and we did. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. I did it a couple of times in rehearsal, and then we went to film it. And when they filmed it, that's when they set fire to the, the gunpowder, and it made the noise and the light. And it really did give me a fright. Mm. And so that scream that's on um, on the scene is actually is real. screaming. Yeah. 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 And what was I going to say about the... Oh, I know what I was going to say. The great way that Pete filmed it and then chose to edit that sequence was that you obviously do see Merry and Pippin. You see them behind the back of uh, Gandalf's car taking the firework and you see them you know, working out who's going to light it and all that kind of stuff. But you never fully see them in a great, big, yeah. juicy close-up until they're covered in black and their hair's <laughs> all back-combed. And the great thing about that is the audience immediately know these two are troublemakers. That's who they are. These two are going to yeah. be characters. And then you see us washing the pots with Gandalf. And the other thing, washing the pots with Gandalf was a forced perspective. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. So you and I were washing dishes next to each other and Gandalf was much closer to the camera. Yeah looking to his right, we were looking to our left, but to our left was nothing and Gandalf was about yeah. 10, 12 feet ahead of us. Yeah. Great day. Amazing. That was Great a really question. fun day. Thanks. Uno mas? Si. Very good, Tom. Yo soy español. Very good. Hey, my name is Diana and I'm from Portugal and I just read a lot of the rings for the first time last year and I'm so glad I did it because I met such good people like you too and I was wondering do you think that your friendship would be this strong if you didn't met through Lord of the Rings? 
Is your friendship just a result of living through that period together? Or do you think that you two would actually be very good friends anyway if you met through another context, not just working together? Thank you for your podcast and bye-bye. It's a good question, that, Dom. It's a tough one to call, really. Because it's hard, isn't it? Because you've got to sort of imagine a different life. Sliding doors. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would reckon we would probably be friends however we met. But just going through that length of time and this sort of real adventure that that was sort of solidified that and yeah. put us in places and times that we might never have done. So now we have those shared memories that make it easier now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people ask us all the time, did you guys know each other before Lord of the Rings? Uh -huh. and I think a lot of people are always quite surprised that we didn't, but we obviously met in New Zealand. I think, like you said, maybe if we'd have met in another adventure, adventurous, yeah. tumultuous time, maybe we did a play that went on the road for uh -huh. nine months and it was either a great success or it was really tough to do. Something that forges a friendship. I think it probably would have been harder if, let's say, you and I were ships passing in the night on a show. You did a month, I did a couple of weeks. And we were like, oh, hey, that was fun, but didn't really know each other. It would mm -hmm. be harder. Because even with the people that we might not be as close to uh, from rings as you and I are, like David Wenham or John Noble or Hugo, who we had a great time with, but we just don't see that much. Mm -hmm. When you see them, there still is that little thing, right? You, that we did that this, together, like, yeah. Group, this gang uh -huh. together. And it just so happens that you and I have lived in the same cities for, for a long amount of time. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Good question. I'm glad you read Lord of the Rings. Lovely. Yeah, fantastic. Um, we also have some emails here, so let's get straight into these. Go on, Tom. This from Nick in Nottingham. Nick in Nottingham. Where, <laughs> Nottingham. Nottingham. Where my wonderful cousin Lucy lives. Hi, Lucy. Um, he says, hey, guys, loving the podcast. You guys are great to listen to in the evening. Oh, that's sweet. I have a tricky hypothetical question for you both. If you could only listen to music from one decade for the rest of your life, what decade would it be? And Nick said for him, he would listen to the 1970s. Any strong thoughts or feelings there? I have very strong thoughts Good. about that. Good. Now, Nick, I'd like to know how old Nick is. Because mm. I think most people would go back to the decade <laughs> of when they were around 15 years old. Mm. So for me, I would I would do the decade of the 80s. Mm. But as someone who, who likes to make music and goes into studios and I, I, I like tape machines and compressors and musical things, and I think they nailed that in the 70s. Mm. I think 70s music, if you're an audiophile, is that right? Audiophile? I think so. P-H-I-L-E. If you like listening to music in a kind of high quality, I think 70s music sounds the best. Right. But as a type of music, I would listen to the 80s because that's when I was growing up and it was, that's the music that really influenced me the most. So if I had to choose the 1980s. Great answer. Uh, and I agree with a lot of what you said there. The formative years in music tends to be, you know, those kind of 15, 16, 17 Years. Um, it's also like almost every era becomes cool again, right? There was right. a point where 80s music was like, oh, the 80s, that's mm. so naff. 
And then the 80s came back and then people were like, oh, the 70s disco, that's going to happen. And then disco came back. Then the 90s had a period where it came back. So it all kind of goes around in a, in a circle. So it's, if you can only listen to one decade for the rest of your life, I might go 80s as well, you know, mm. because you can find great stuff. I mean, obviously, I'm such a fan of the Beatles, which is much more 60s. But then I like George Michael. Well, you look, and Madonna. I like Madonna. I, I know like you Madonna. like. I know you like Madonna. I like David Bowie. Who, I know who... you like David Bowie. <laughs> and he jumps over so many. As they all do, but he jumps over so many different eras. You've got seventies yeah. Bowie or Bowie, but then eighties Bowie is quite interesting, and even nineties, and even I mean that last album they did, Black Star, which was like. I don't know. This isn't, this isn't answering died. the question. The 1980s. I'll there we go. Hey, Top. Go I'll, on. I'll read you one here. You ready? <coughs> Maggie M. from Salt Lake City says, Utah. If you could bring one animal species back from extinction, what would it be and why? Oh, great question. Now, before you answer this, have you seen Jurassic Park? The documentary? Yeah. Yeah. So that was scary, isn't it? There, I wouldn't go. No, and they probably shouldn't have brought those animals no, back, no. should they? No, you can't go that to that island now. No, they've closed it all yeah, down. They're all all the T Rexes. Every couple of stuff. every couple of years, they open it back up and make another documentary. Right, but um, not seeing the other docks. Right, I would bring back because for me, I always think, well, what would have the most amount of an a, a global effect on things that you're trying to improve in the natural world, mm. like conservation or mm -hmm. bringing back an animal that would be the symbol of conservation or maybe an important animal in a, an area like a jungle or a forest or a desert, an ocean. So for me, yep. it's two things really. Either the woolly mammoth, because I think bringing back a massive woolly elephant, bigger than an elephant, would be such a huge moment for people to witness that maybe they'd change their ideas about elephant poaching and maybe, yeah. maybe they'd change their ideas about animal in general. So that would have a massive wow effect. And then the other thing is, you know, the thylacine, the Tasmanian tiger from Australia. Right. Kind of a strange-looking, slightly, <clears throat> slightly hairless dog with stripes like a zebra. Right, In yeah. Incredible looking. They went extinct in the late, 1900s and again that's an animal that if you saw it you'd go oh my oh, word wow. that's yeah. incredible so probably the mammoth if I had to choose one I think that's a good one yeah you obviously have a greater knowledge than me and all this stuff I love animals yeah you do but I don't even know if this is a true story but I heard the dodo is extinct because humans arrived on an island and basically ate them all. Yeah, they're like a turkey, like a slow-moving turkey. Can we bring those back? Because yeah. it's a shame that we just arrived and basically ate them all so quickly they couldn't yeah, they couldn't stay alive. I believe it was one of the islands in the Cook Strait yeah. in the journey that Captain Cook took. And yeah, and <laughs> once they got off the boat, they had exhausted the supplies on the boat yeah. and they didn't have birds on the boat. Oh. Suddenly they're in a place that's full of slow-moving, stupid birds that, can, that can't fly or can kind of fly a little bit like a chicken, maybe just... And then they're done. 
And they were like, well, we've we'll just eat all of these. We're in a bounty here. So they, they wiped them out. The other thing is that when, when you go to islands that are isolated, that like the Galapagos, that has very little to do with humans, they've not learned that humans are dangerous. So yeah. you can approach the marine, marine iguanas in the Galapagos or the tortoises, and they just don't know that you're a threat. Until they learn. Which is a very sad uh, yeah. kind of uh, reflection on the human species. Bring okay. back the dojo. Dom. I tell you how I like to start my day now, and I did it just there. I start it with a nice glass of liquid IV. Because you've got to be hydrated, Dom. Flu season is in full swing. Proper hydration, vitamins, very, very important. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you faster and more efficiently than water alone. That's an incredible fact. And also, like you said, we're moving into the time of year where you're getting coughs and sniffles, and it's flu season. So a little dose of vitamin C and all your other vitamins go a long way. First thing in the morning, I like to wake up, have a liquid IV on an empty stomach. It's great after a workout. As I said, it's good when you're feeling down. If you're having a couple of holiday drinks, it's quite good as a hangover cure. And they have a fantastic give back mission. They've donated over 11 million sticks to people all around the world. And it's clean ingredients, Dom. Non-GMO, vegan, free of gluten, dairy, and soy. Grab your favorite liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code ONION at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code ONION at liquidiv.com. Dom, getting older... A little bit older is not always easy. There's some things that come with that that aren't much fun. One, hair loss. A lot of men get hair loss as they get older, and I don't like it. But there's ways that we can help, isn't there, Tom? Billy, there is, and I think you're talking about keeps. Now, two out of three men will experience some sort of hair loss by the time they're 35, and keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. You get convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't even need to leave your own home. And um, it can be very low cost. Treatments start at just $10 a month and they offer generic versions and discreet packaging. So if you don't want people to know that you might be going a little bit bald, they'll never know with this packaging, Dom. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to K-E-E-P-S dot com slash onion to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash onion to get your first month free. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash onion. Well, that was fantastic. Good questions there, Tom. Speaking of music. Hey? You've got to join me in the chorus if you recognise us. Right, song, go. Yeah. <clears throat> Hold on. So just because I'm feeling this song and we've been talking about it, you'll know it. You'll, you'll be good. Here we go. I'll put both my cans on so I can hear me in stereo. That's good. That's good. Do you want the lights dimmed? Are you okay? I don't know if they can dim no, the right. lights. We'll no, carry, just much. carry on then. Travis is shaking his head. Don't make me dim the lights. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> Still don't know what I was waiting for. I'm at times running wild in the dead end streets. And every time I thought I'd got it made, it seemed the taste 
was not so sweet. Hang on. So I turned myself to face me. That's good. Tell yourself. But I never caught a glimpse. No, nothing. How the others must see the faker. What? What? One must do fast to take that test. Who? Ch -ch 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 changes. Changes. A perfect rendition of Changes by uh, David Bowie. Sorry if it was too loud, you guys. It took a long time to get to the chorus. David Bowie likes he likes to build. He's just yeah, he's a slow build. There's a great moment in uh, Hunky Dory, arguably my favourite Bowie album. It's a song called Queen Bitch Ooh. at the end of the album. And, really cold, and it's one of the greatest starts to a song ever where it's just a cappella and he goes, do a cool, do ba, ba, da, 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 down, da, dun, da, dun. So good. Well worth listening to. Here's a little studio thing on how he used to record when you said, um, sorry if that was too loud. Do you know what he would have? He'd have his vocal mic here, right? But then he'd have another vocal mic behind. And then when he was singing and it went to the loud bit, It'd pick up on that one. Oh, and, the, and the closer one would cut out. The closer one cut <clears> out. <throat> so he had this sort of mix of a further away mic and a closer mic. So he could sound like this. Or he could sound like that. I wonder if that's what happened with changes. Ch -ch 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 changes! He went, and it was too loud, and he went over there. Yeah. Ch -ch 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 changes! Anyway. Well, Bills, it's time for what we hope is going to be a regular feature of the show. Yes which we're now calling Quirky Worky. We're calling it Quirky Worky. <laughs> Let, let's explain to people at home what Quirky Worky is. Well, we want people who listen or watch the show to write in and we could maybe discuss uh, a strange job that they have, a career yeah. that might be out of the ordinary. Quirky Worky. Quirky Worky, a novel job. Weird work. Yeah, any of those type of Crazy things. Crazy careers. And with that in mind, we're bringing in Tim Price, who I believe is a Mancunian. Is that right, Tim? Oh, uh, almost. I'm from Sheffield, but I do Sheffield. live in Manchester now. Right. Sheffield. Sheffield, Pope Jarvis Cocker country. Exactly. Right. Sean Love Bean Pope. territory Sean as well. Sean Bean, yeah. Um, well, he's a Yorkshire man, isn't he? Is he also from Sheffield? Oh, that's Sheffield United. Oh, he's from yeah. Sheffield, yeah. Sheffield United. Um, Pulp, I think, for my money, Pulp won the Battle of Britpop. Everyone was talking about Blur and Oasis, and Pulp just kind of scooped in with the best albums. Yeah, just on the side, the you know, vibe. just playing it cool. I absolutely love Jarvis Cocker. I'd love to meet him one day. Yeah, Do you know him, brilliant. Tim? You know how everyone says... Everyone knows uh, everyone. Well, I've, I've seen him. Oh, nice. That counts. It's very tall, isn't it? That he? does count. Yes, it does, Tim. He was on a stage, but, you know. Oh, he's much, <laughs> much taller then, then. Much taller then. I'll tell you what they did. Oh, yeah, real tall. When I went to see Pulp, is the first song, it was great. Where I can't even remember what song it was, and Jarvis is up there doing his thing. And then at the end of the first song, Jarvis Cocker came on. Like, so he's already on stage, what? and then he walked on. Like it was like something from, like, the Black Mirror or something. They'd got the guy. Do you remember the show? Stars in the Eyes. Stars in the Eyes, where people pretended to be. Uh, and yeah. they had such a great Jarvis Cocker that Jarvis Cocker got him onto Brilliant. the stage at Glasgow and he sang the first song. 
It was so weird because everybody's gone crazy and then Javis Cocker walks on. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, it was great. What a thrill that must have been for the guy from Stars in the Rise. And for me. Oh, yeah, for you too. Enjoyed really. it. Yeah. All right, well, Tim, why don't you tell us what your quirky worky is? Well, I, I was listening to the podcast a few weeks ago where, Dom, you mentioned which uh, primary school you went to. Yeah, St. Winifred's. And it. Yeah, and it, it rang a bell immediately because it's just around the corner for my work. Oh, wow. So I thought I'd email in. What, so do you work just you on go. Disby Road? Yeah, uh, yeah, just off it, yeah. Right, nice. And uh, and can you just corroborate, because I still think Billy doesn't believe me, that St. Winifred's was is quite a famous school, isn't it? Because that's the school where they, they, they sang, they had some hits in the... In the chat. Oh, yeah, just some top of the pop sort of stuff. Yeah, didn't you? grandma no. and then a follow up. I totally believe that that's that school. <laughs> I just don't believe that you went there. I only went there for a year, the last year, because I moved from Germany, but I did go there. They were very talented. Grandma, we, we love you. Grandma, we do. Oh, you're constantly yeah. farting. Yeah, Billy, you need to be about two octaves higher. Oh, yeah. I was being one of the teachers there. It was helping. <laughs> yeah. Nuns. We were taught by nuns. Were you taught by nuns when you were um, younger? No, never met a nun. Really? I don't think so. Uh, I know a few girls I went to school with who are nuns now. Really? And I know a nun who went on the run. Really? Like yeah. the movie? She was a criminal nun. Ask me no, how no, many no. nuns I've met. How many nuns have you met? None. <laughs> the nuns that taught me, yeah. I would think they've probably uh, passed over now. Well, it's a while back, Sister wasn't it? Sister Margarita and Sister Aquinas. Well, I'll just say this and then we'll leave it at that. Right. I don't think they went up. Oh, dear. I think the two of them went up. Well, we'll leave it at that, We'll just John. leave oh, it. We'll God, draw no, a line no. under that tip. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, we digress, Tim. Tim, Tim. What do you yeah, do? Sorry, yes. What do you do? Uh, what yeah. is your crazy career? Your wacky I, work. My wacky uh, worky is I make lasers for a living. <sighs> laser beams? Laser, laser, laser beams. To like, do what? What are you doing? I've got them? a lot of questions go for on, that. But I mean, your first one, for what? For what, what are the lasers used for? Um, so we send them out to sort of um, a lot of universities. Uh, I don't know what they use them for, but the big one we use them for is uh, for DNA sequencing. That's sort of our biggest, biggest seller. We uh, the lasers, the lasers I make go into systems that do some uh, DNA sequencing. That's the biggest seller. That's brilliant for it's DNA. The biggest seller, yeah. Have you ever have you ever sold any to Pink Floyd? Is that a different uh, kind of laser? Uh, <laughs> back in the day, the company actually started as sort of a you know like the disco lasers yeah, sort of thing yeah. before moving into the scientific stuff. So yeah, so maybe you did. back in the day. That's brilliant. <laughs> but wait a minute now. How do you even go about making... Let's talk what a laser is, first off. Yeah. It's an acronym, right? Laser, is it? Light yeah, and... It is, yeah. Light uh, and, the... and Sago and Ribena. Are you sure? No. <laughs> yeah, close. Uh, light amplification by the stimulated emission of radiation. That was is what laser stands for. That you were very close. <laughs> so... <laughs> A laser is light, but why yeah. is it different from like a 30 watt bulb? Uh, good question. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, so, what makes a laser different from light is sort of, uh, sort of got three properties. It's only one color, 
if you look up like, like a light bulb in the ceiling, that's yep. giving off a load of different wavelengths, which is why you sort of see it as a white light. Yeah. Mm. A laser will only give off one color. Mm. Another thing is all coherent, as in, um, if you imagine uh, waves of light. Yeah. They all sort of match up with each other at the same time. So and it's, the other one, it, right? Carry is, on. Uh, it's the other one is collimated, so it sort of uh, goes in a straight line, basically. Right. All is sort of uh, uh, all powered into a small area, all going into a straight line. So it's only one color because it's yeah. only got one wavelength. Is that right? Uh, yeah, so the the wavelengths that admit such a small little uh, section, it only sends out one color. And is it always the same color? Oh, no, I do a few different colors, me. What's your favorite color of the ones that you do? Oh, I would say we do a lovely shade of blue. <gasps> it's my favorite color, blue. I like electric <laughs> sort of blue. Like a, oh, yeah, like a lightsaber blue. Oh, that's my favorite color. Is that the good guys in Star, Star Depends, Wars? Depends, but generally, yeah, I would say the good guys. Okay. And uh, uh, but yeah, we do red and green. Uh, we do uh, infrared ones that you can't even see. Why? Why would you uh, want yellow? Uh, why would you want an infrared one for it? Is it for like clubs that look like nice scorpions? <laughs> uh, no, this would be for more scientific stuff, medical um, stuff. Can yeah, you know, medical stuff. Yeah. Can a laser burn through anything like in the movies? Um, I can tell you, it can burn through uh, the sleeve on your lab coat pretty quickly. Oh, will it? Will it just like really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, when I'm uh, making them, it's my big uh, floor. Is my uh, the sleeves of my lab coat often get caught in the beams? <laughs> wow! And if you can smell a bit of burning in the lab, that'll just be me singeing my uh, clothes. <laughs> wow! So it can be quite a dangerous job. Uh, oh yeah, if it goes anywhere near your eyes, then yeah, you'll be in bad trouble. Uh, the thing they did on the first day was show us a training video of this a laser beam hitting a, just like an eyeball, and it just sort of... Ah! Who oh. volunteered to have their eyes shot through with a laser just... And three takes it took as well. Oh, wow, that's a shame. <laughs> now, how big... Oh, go on. I think this is really interesting, I actually. Know, I can see. I can see, because we... We, you know, it's not all uh, laughs and fun here, by the way. We've spoken to no, Brian no, no. Green and everything. We talk about sp string theory. Yeah. We love all this stuff. Education manual stuff. So I remember when I get taught about lasers in school, the teacher said to us, so if you got a perfect laser and you fired it at the moon, the, the size of the beam would be the same when it fired from to when it got to the moon. You know, like light dissipates is it yeah yeah so it's a laser just always stays the same uh yeah you can have that but that's like incredibly hard to achieve most right. of them sort of veer off slightly so they get slightly bigger right so it does start but only slightly they, yeah the aim is to, to uh stop that as much as possible try and get it, you know as parallel going in a straight line wow how big's the facility in which you make lasers, Tim? We've got about 150, 200 people. Okay. So wow. pretty big. So lasers are really, and basically so that people can find out what breed of dog they have. It's all about <laughs> just looking back at DNA and saying, yeah, it's definitely a poodle. 
That is yeah, the if biggest you've got a seller. Labradoodle or something like that. Shoot with a laser. <laughs> uh, the Labrador gets shot off with some parts. The Poodle bit gets shot off with different parts. <laughs> That's crazy. What an interesting. So, how do you go about making a, a laser? Uh, so, for me, I'm sort of in the production side. Yeah. So, imagine uh, sort of like a Meccano set. Right. I would say it's close to something like that. I'm sort of putting together. Uh, I'm adjusting lenses, I'm putting in mirrors, uh, sort of aligning everything to like, to within like nanometers, just right. giving it a little twist here and there. Uh, and if I do it right, a laser beam should shoot out the hole in the front of the box. Goodness me. That's amazing, isn't it? And, what, and what's your favorite thing about your job, Tim? Uh, well, you do get to play with lasers every day. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, that's what you're I say into. play you, with you, lasers. You get to, yeah, you definitely come to the right place, right? Were you always into lasers yeah, as a exactly. kid? Like, were you fascinated by lasers growing up? Um, so yeah, I was big into physics as a kid, but right. uh, I actually did maths at uni and I got uh, this job through a friend who right. uh, was at this laser place and he was like, Do you want to have a go? I was like, of course, I want to have a go. Wow. How long have you been doing it now? Uh, nearly five years I've been there now. Nice. Wow. Brilliant. Wait, so, so you studied, what, like higher maths at university? Like you, you have a degree in mathematics? Yeah. So yeah, I've got what's, a degree in maths. What's 13 plus eight? Sorry, what's that? What's 13 plus eight? Oh, uh, 21. Well hang, done. Hang, well, hang, hang on. Oh, hang on. Hold hang on. on. Hold Miller, on. You didn't jump the gun. 13. Sorry. Tim, hang on, Tim. Hang on a second. This could take him quite 13 some plus time. 8. 8, so, eight uh, plus 3. Say any number you want. Say any All number right, you want. Just, Tim, don't rush me. Hang on. <laughs> Tw- is tw- did you say 21? Yeah. It's tw- it is. It's 21. He's obviously a math genius. Billy, I'll give you a little top tip for your post-workout protein shake are you ready go on i put my protein shake in the blender a little bit of ice a little bit of water but what i'm doing now is i'm adding three or four little spoonfuls of magic spoon cereal and my favorite flavor to put in there is the peanut butter so you get a nice little boost of extra protein with your protein shake well listen to this dom if you do that you know that you are getting zero grams of sugar 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. And Dom, only 140 calories a serving. I'll go even better. It's keto friendly. It's gluten free. It's grain free. It's soy free and it's low carb. And you can build your own box. Available flavors to build from in your own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, my particular favorite, Blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and creams. Lovely. And you can you can mix it up any way you want. Healthy yet delicious. Perfect for guiltless midnight snacks. So go to magicspoon.com slash onion to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. And be sure to use the promo code onion at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. 
Remember, get your next delicious box of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash onion and use the code onion to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Between all the trolls and dragons, it's important to have the right insurance in Middle-earth. But comparing insurance companies online can take longer than talking to an ent. That is where the zebra comes in. With the zebra, you can compare car and home quotes from every major insurance company in under five minutes, giving you all the facts you need to make the right decision. It's the fastest way to find the right coverage at the right price and will help you find a provider that you can trust. In fact, the zebra saves people on average $922 a year on home and auto combined. And that'll buy you a flagon of the only brew for the brave and true from your local Green Dragon. Billy, I've had some nightmares over the years with insurance companies. I've called one. I've got a quote on my car. I've got a quote on my, uh, you know, holiday insurance. I've got a quote on my house. I've said, can you hang on a second? I'll get back to you. Then I call another company. They give me a different quote. Is it cheaper? Is it more expensive? It's so confusing at times, but the zebra makes it as simple as they can. Save time and money in minutes. Compare quotes for free at thezebra.com slash onion. That's at thezebra.com slash onion. Just to quickly touch upon where you live, since that is kind of, you know, where I grew up from 11 till 18. Um, Not to give you your full home address or anything like that, Tim, but (laughs) do, do you live in and around Stockport, the Heatons type way? Uh, I I did live in the Heatons, but now I've moved over to Chorlton. Oh, Chorlton, okay, yeah, I have friends who yeah, live yeah. in Chorlton. Do you, I used to live in Heaton Moor. Did you have a favourite pub in the Heatons when you were there? Oh, yeah, uh, so there was the Plough on the Moor. Love the Plough. There was near the, the, ground. the Elizabethan. Elizabethan, that's where I met Liam Gallagher. Well done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of stories about the Gallaghers in the Elizabethan. Yeah, I remember a oh, yeah. very surreal moment, just as definitely maybe was like cresting that wave. Liam Gallagher was hanging out with with quite a few people, including me and my mates, and they just brought out the B-sides kind of singles, and one of them was Rocking Chair. Do you remember Rocking Chair? Amazing Oasis song. Anyway, I said to him, we were just sat on a wall one night, and I was like, oh, man, I love that song, Rocking Chair. And Liam went, oh, yeah, how does that one go? And I, and I said, do you not remember? And he went, well, we're making so many songs right now, I can't remember. And I was like, well, That's I'm not going to sing it for you. <laughs> you actually sung it. I'm not going to give you the bad impression. And we laughed about that. But um, that was cool. So you like, you're from Sheffield, but you like Manchester. You you enjoy living there. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Man- yeah, yeah, Manchester. Uh, not quite as good as Sheffield, but, you know, oh, it's bigger, on, more stuff going on. Yeah. yeah, that's good. And how have you done during this whole topsy-turvy, crazy pandemic time? Um, so I found a new hobby, which is how I actually heard about this podcast in the first place. Well, I've been playing it? a lot of uh, D&D online. Oh, nice. Ah. And I first heard you guys doing the uh, the Free Black Halflings podcast. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, that was great. Oh, they yeah. were great. I love them. Yeah. They were very them. cool. A lot of passion for there's what they do. Yeah. yeah, there's a little rumor going around you might try this uh, Star Trek sort of uh, game. Yeah, yeah, we're really into trying yeah. that. It's and uh, 
maybe maybe we'll get someone on here. Yeah, we can uh, work it out. out. They yeah. could be the dungeon master, but I guess if it's Star Trek, they'd have to be like the captain or something. Well, I don't know how it would work because oh. I've never played those games. Dom plays them, so mm. he knows them. Yeah. But I know yeah. the Star Trek universe. Oh yes, you're not the dungeon master, Tim. Are you just one of the oh. people in it? Oh no, I'm the I'm the big guy. The oh nice, master. good yeah. for you, man. That's yeah. fun. Oh, could you maybe run our um, Star Trek one then? Oh, yeah. Well, I've never seen Star Trek, but apart from that, I'm sure I could give it a go. Okay, I mean, we'll try and find it. You're basically one of the crew members. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're exactly. like Scotty yeah, 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 yeah. straight away. Laser, man. Yeah. Well, Tim, it's been fascinating talking to you. Thanks for telling us all about lasers. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's a pleasure talking to you guys. Keep it's, up the yeah. good work or keep up the light work. Uh, ah, <laughs> yeah, man. Do you guys say that at work? Is there any like laser-based jokes? Oh yeah, but I think uh, yeah, tomorrow morning I might try. Yeah, you Does, put that. In. Do, the, do the staff any have any kind of? Is there, is there any laser-based kind of in jokes? Um, not off the top of my head. <laughs> oh, <you're> all, <laughs> all a bunch of boring bastards. Yeah, no, it's well, very much uh, serious. Very serious. <laughs> you can't be setting fire yeah, in yeah, your yeah. lab coat. It's great chatting exactly. to you, Tim. Thanks for getting in touch, and you're the first person to kick off. This whole wacky work was it wacky work? Unless unless people write it's... in and give us a better name for this segment, it will be Wait, wacky work. Wait, it wasn't work. wacky work, was it, John? Jaunty jobs. Quirky worky a minute ago. Quirky worky. I, 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 I said jaunty jobs, which is quite good. <laughs> Tim, it was great talking to you. Uh, great talking to you guys as well. Yeah, thank you very much. For Thanks that. a lot, Tim. Look after See yourself, Tim. Bye bye. Cheers, Cheers guys. Bye. Fantastic, Dom. Lasers. We all learned a thing or two about lasers I there. did, actually. And now we'll remember for the rest of our life that the acronym for lasers is love and sugar. Love and sugar. Eh? Eh? Robert. Love and sugar. Eh, Robert? <laughs> uh, yeah, we all love a laser. We found out if it was hot. I think that was the thing that I wanted to know the most. Is when it's made, is it hot? It is. And he said, it'll burn my coat. So that's good. Uh, and there's used, I mean, there's a lot of people making lasers in his place. Yeah. So there's a lot of people buying lasers. Yeah. DNA. That's right. what they mainly want Might it be for. something for us to think about as a side hustle. Make we could some do the lasers. podcast in the morning and then leave one of our cars here, carpool to a local factory. You make a hundred lasers. I make a hundred lasers. We head home for dinner. Fantastic. Let's think about it. No, it's, it's something to think about. Nope. Well, should we eat the world? Let's eat the world! Our favourite moment I love in this show. Bit. And I'm actually hungry again. I'm hungry as well. You're sitting there with an apple trying to make me envious. Yeah, sorry about that. Here he is, here's Johnny Clues. Thanks, Johnny Clues. Hey, thank you. Oh, yeah, coffee. Oh, thank you for coffee. the coffee there, Johnny That's Clues. That's how you guys say it. Over in Quaffy. Britain, we might say coffee. Yes, but not here. Coffee. coffee. Bring me a black coffee and put a bunch of fucking sugar in it, why don't you? You want a bagel? Hey. You got a bagel? Got any maple syrup? Why don't you throw that in a coffee cup? Throw it down the back of my throat. Hey, so this week, I'm getting to the stuff here. Right, come on, Tom. Sorry for the swearing. Billy and Tom, eat the world. If there's any, if there's any parents at home that are like, oh, we like this show, but they shouldn't swear... It's not Billy and Dom swearing. It's these uh, New York cabbie guys, yeah. which we should give names, I think, to. I feel like my guy has, don't know where this came from, but mm -hmm. I think my guy has a interchangeable 
girl or boy name, such as Jean, Billy. Or, well, yeah, there you go, like Billy Piper. Billy Jean. Not your lover, right? Not your lover? No. Okay, just checking. Uh, okay, can I be called Denver Dave? Denver Dave? Yeah. But are you doing a Denver accent? It's, it's, it is a Denver. I'll show you again. Hey, bring me a bagel there, you asshole. Hey, 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 it's from Denver. See? Things to do in Denver when you're dead, just lie down for eternity. Enjoy. <laughs> so, this hey. week we're doing... Well, I've got to stop that voice now. This week we are doing a classic biscuit from the country of Australia, I believe. Ooh! The Tim Tam. Now, we had quite a lot of Tim Tams during our employment in New Zealand on The Lord of the Rings. Do you want to take a Tim Tam or two? Tell you what, Tom, I will. And see the very first fact that I've read here. It's actually... I've always thought this about a Tim Tam. I don't even know what you're going to say. Go on. Because I've always thought of Tim Tam's like a penguin biscuit. Mm. Did you like a penguin biscuit? Love penguins. Wait till you hear this. The Tim Tam was invented by an Australian man named Ian Norris. And whilst he was in Britain, he tried a penguin biscuit, mm. which is a chocolate-covered biscuit with chocolate cream manufactured by United Biscuits. Right. Inspired by the penguin biscuit, Norris wanted to make a better one. Cheeky. So by 1964, Tim Tams were being manufactured by Arnott's in Australia and quickly gained popularity. The biscuits were named after a horse by the same name which had won the 1958 Kentucky Derby. Wow, who knew that? A penguin biscuit, very popular when we were kids. Yeah. But the interesting thing about penguins is they had different coloured wrappers. Yes. But it never changed the flavour of the biscuit, did it? Biscuit was always the always same. Always a chocolatey kind of thing. Blue, green, red, yellow. Red. We could say other colours. We can bang we can a rainbow. <laughs> sing a rainbow. Now, you don't know the tip. Sing t- a rainbow. <laughs> Dad took you three lines to join Sorry. in there. I was getting excited about the Tim Tam trick, as Carry I like on. to call it. Eh? We'll talk you through this because you don't know this. No, I don't. This is this is uh, uh, well. First of all, we should say the Tim Tam was recommended by Daniel from Katikati in New Zealand. I hope I didn't murder that. From Oliver S in Australia, from Gary H in South Australia, from Byron B in Australia, and from my mate Jackie from uh, New Zealand, who said the same thing. And the Tim Tam trick trick is like this. You get yourself a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, which we've got right next I've to us. I've got a coffee right here, Tom. You bite off both narrow ends, c'est ça, c'est ça, uh-huh. and you use the Tim Tam biscuit as a straw. What the yeah, heck? To suck up. So now you're getting a coffee, chocolatey type of thing. It can go, go all over the place. So you have to be careful. But should we try the Tim Tam trick? So we're basically going to use the Tim Tam as a straw. As a straw. Can you also do this with a penguin? Not a real penguin. I'd never do it with a real penguin. Bite off its tail, bite off its beak. It just tastes like pilchards. Nah, it'd be no good. Uh, I'm sure you can do it with a with a uh, a penguin biscuit. Hang on, I'll bit that off. That's one end gone. Flip it around. For people who are bothered about the, the sound of us chewing, I'm sitting about five inches from the mic. I was about two and a half feet away then because I'm now getting worried that people do not like the sound of my mastication. But I, I find mastication to be extremely important. 
I'm going to taste the coffee to make sure I don't burn my tongue through my um, Tim Tam straw. Unfortunately, due to the slapdash way in which the Tim Tams and the coffee were brought in by Johnny Clues, I'm having to stir my coffee with a pen, which I think is extremely unhygienic and cruel to the pen. Have you tried it yet? Yeah. Is it good? It's really good, but it's not easy. No, it's not easy. Well, most tricks aren't. Hang on, look at it. No, my tum tum's just melting. My tum tum's gone dumb, dumb. Ah, oh, yes. Ah, uh, is it gone in the coffee? Yeah, it's gone in the coffee. Oh, Billy, you've made a pig's ear of that. I had it, and then it just went. I would have done the same, but when you said it, I hooked my tim tam up. Where is it now? I've shoved it in my gob. The whole thing. The whole thing. You're crazy, man. It's gone. Wow. That is good. Now, my mate Jackie, who I saw yesterday, said, not only can you do tea or cough and coffee yeah. and hot chocolate, which I'm sure would be fantastic for this, but she said some real wild cards out there do stuff like apple juice and orange juice to get like an orange chocolate taste type thing. And I said, how is it? And she said, it's not great. I prefer the hot chocolate. Sounds like she's tried a lot of it. Oh, yeah, she loves it. Has she ever done it with a gin and tonic? Not sure. Jackie, get in touch if you've done it with the gin and tonic. The Tim Tam, that is. Uh, more facts here. The biscuit is currently owned by the uh, United States Campbell Soup Company. Campbell Soup. For, for 10 points, what artist was famous for drawing Campbell's soup tins? Andy Warhol. And what is Andy Warhol's arguably most famous quote? I love soup. <laughs> it, it might be. No. I love soup me, he says. No. I'll, I'll tell it you and you'll be like, oh yeah, that is. I love soup me, Campbell soup in particular. He probably did say that at some point. But I love soup me, Campbell soup in particular, the chicken noodle. I think he liked the tomato soup more than any other. <laughs> did he? He was a big fan of the tomato soup. Andy Wall is probably more famously known for saying, Everyone will be famous for 15 minutes. I didn't know that was Andy Warhol. That's said Warhol, that. yeah. He was and very smart. Quite prophetic. One of the first artists who who said, well, art doesn't, you know, I'll, I'll do a painting like the Campbell's soup and it's say it's mainly red and then somebody wants to buy it and they're saying, oh, but I want it from a living room and my colour scheme in the living room is blue. I said, well, I'll do another one, blue. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's fine. He's not an artist who's like, no, that's what it is. It's right. No, I'll do whatever color you want. Andy Warhol seemed to be interested in exploring the art form of re replication. Right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'll do Marilyn Monroe once. Mm -hmm. But then, like you said, I'll, I'll, I'll make it yellow. I'll make it blue. I'll put four of them next to each other. I'll turn one upside down. That is my art form. It was brilliant. He wore a wig, right? No. That was his wig, right? Mm. You're obsessed with people in wigs, aren't you? Well, I'm losing my hair. <laughs> I went to see someone to say, to get a professional opinion, do you think I'm losing my hair? Yeah, what did they say? He said, I don't think you are losing your hair any more than, you know, normal. Yeah. And he said, which this really, like, stopped me from worrying. He took a mirror so that I could see all my yeah, hair. And he yeah. said, if your hair stayed like this, would you be happy with it? If it yeah. just stayed like this? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, then just keep an eye on it. And if you start to see a massive difference, yeah. let's chat. But so if, he's, well, he's, he's probably trying to sell something as well. So if he's that's saying, his job. 
if he's saying it's all right, then... And if I start to... If I get, like, a big Zinedine Zidane bald patch, mm -hmm. definitely getting that hair thing done. Are you? I'm going bald, but I'm just going to let it happen. Yeah, you're embracing it, and you suit it. I'll just shave it. I don't suit it. See, there's some people that I think suit it. John Malkovich looks great without hair. Mm. Joe Rogan looks great without hair. Zinedine Zidane looks brilliant without hair. I don't think I would. You look great without hair. Bob Mortimer looks great without hair. Or with less hair. It's all about owning it, isn't it? And I think I would be just a bit self-conscious about it. Well, you don't want that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. More facts for you here. I was halfway through. The biscuit is currently owned by the U.S. Campbell Soup Company, which bought out Arnott's in 2011. The actual ongoing product developed for Tim Tams is still Australian-based. Australian-based. Mm. This biscuit See, in is recent Australian-based. In recent years, the appetite for new Tim Tam varieties has boomed, starting with variations like, wait to hear this term, dark chocolate, Mint white chocolate. Arnott's has since gone on to be even more adventurous in its flavouring. It doesn't say what. Give me what you think would be an adventurous flavour for a Tim Tam. Orange chocolate. Yeah. I would love an orange chocolate one, actually. Orange chocolate would be then, great. Then it would be a mix between a penguin and a Viscount. Right. I'll tell you what else is good with chocolate is uh, the fruit or the berry, which is also a fruit, raspberry. Raspberry. You could do a Lovely. raspberry chocolate. What about coconut? Lovely. Would you like a coconut Tim Tam? I'd love that. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to open up a hornet's nest here. Oh, wait till you hear this. A nest of vipers. Go on, Tom. White chocolate? Some people White say, chocolate? Well... I mean, first of all, that is not chocolate. Did it's you... not associated with the cocoa bean. Oh, right. There's no cocoa bean in it. It's, you can't... You shouldn't really be able to call that chocolate. Uh, what is it? I don't... It's some sort of... White paste sugar. Did you did you like a, a milky bar? When I you like were a, a milky bar. Do you know the whole the whole song from the ad? I'll start it if you right. can finish. The milky bar kid is strong and tough, and only the best is good enough. The, the milkiest milk, the whitest bar, and Nestle's milky bar. <laughs> the goodness that's in milky bars. Mm. There was a tiny little bit of milk in Milky Bars, which is the way that they sold it, but I don't think it's healthy. I did, to give them their credit, I did enjoy the advert for a Milky Bar. It's a tiny little cowboy <laughs> in, a, in a town where, like, stuff is going on. Hey, you like Chicago? Yeah, there's a lot of there's cahoots. People, <laughs> people, people, are in, cahoots. people are in cahoots with each other. Yeah. These guys in this saloon... Getting thrown out into the mud. Yeah. Well, fighting. Hey, pull out your six shooter. All right, I'm shooting you in the face. And then the Milky Bar kid shows up. Hey! Every, everyone's a grown up. He's like six or seven. Yeah, he's got little glasses, little round what glasses. What are you doing over there? Stop messing around, you girl. Put your guns away. And they go, oh shit, it's the Milky Bar kid. Now, in real life, he would get battered, wouldn't he? Well, he'd get shot and put in a shallow grave, don't Yeah. A tiny little grave, the Milky Bar kid. But great adverts, but white chocolate, come on, there's no chance. I forgot my Tim Tam had went into my coffee there <coughs> oh. and it touched my top lip and I got a fright because I just watched Jaws the other day, as you know. So I don't well, you know. thought there was a miniature shark in your coffee cup? <laughs> Maybe. How does your mind work? Anyway, Campbell's Soup Company previously launched Milky Bar, uh, Tim Tams 
in the United States but did not find initial success. Hey. Probably because the biscuit market in the United States was flooded. Because there's a lot of biscuits to choose from in the United States. What, uh, like? Well, you've got your uh, little Jiminy Biscuits. Oh, lovely little Jiminy Biscuits. Jiminy Biscuits! Little Jiminy Biscuits, and then you got your... Uh, what the hell? Ca cotton cream candy uh, cookie. <laughs> cotton cream? Love a cotton cream candy cookie. And then there's the... Uh, there's a tiny little fuck, fuck, fucking flapjack. <laughs> like a fucking flapjack? Those things are fantastic. Sorry if anyone at home is offended by F-bombs. I am too. But it's not me doing it. It's um, Gene. I think my guy's called Gene. It's Gene. Gene and Denver Dave. <laughs> Denver Dave. Anyway, the Campbell Soup Company <laughs> did a new attempt to launch Tim Tams in 2016. Right. And it has been very successful and grabbed media attention, which is a very vague fact, to be honest. <laughs> so Campbell Soup Company now appears to be is now appears to be taking advantage of its spreading fame and it is confident that a potential placement in Walmart will take the brand nationwide. I don't know if we should be advertising Walmart on this show. Well, if Tim Tam gets in there... They're not paying us. I tell you what, Campbell's soup will be over the moon. Uh, oh, God. That was, oh, it's quite sweet, that belch, because it was a bit of Tim Tam. Do you want to give it some scores? Let's give it some Tim Tams. Isn't Tam a very popular name for an old man in Scotland? Yeah. Most, <clears throat> if you don't know somebody, you could maybe call them Tam. And is that... Hey, Tam. Is that Tom? That's just, Thomas. Right, yeah. Right. Like the um, biblical name Thomas, but it's Tam. Right. Strange, isn't it? Isn't that how things get take? My late Uncle George who has not been around for a long time, he went up. He was actually called John, but for some reason... Why George? I then? don't know. Never, that doesn't make really sense. Never really got to the bottom of that. Do you if think... anyone knows out there why my Uncle George was called John, probably my dad or my mum. Oh, what was your aunt's name? Is she still around? Yeah, a few of my aunties are still around. George's wife? No, George never married. <laughs> we'll just leave that. <laughs> um... Scores on the doors. What's the scores for the Tim Tam, Tom? Flavour. I like it. I actually like it. I I don't remember it being that tasty. I enjoyed that. I had two. And I, I would have a third, but I'm, I'm watching my figure. Uh, you can watch it for me. Oh, well, I'm, uh, I'm going to give that an 8.7. For flavour, that's very flavor. good. Because I felt exactly the same as you, Tom. I don't remember them being that good. Yeah, quite rich. You know what I mean? And a nice chocolate not doesn't feel like a lot of preservatives. Eight, there eight. might be, I don't know. I'm sure there is. But I'm going to give that an 8.2. Lovely. Aesthetics. Aesthetics. Of the packet itself or the biscuit. There's, I like the way they're presented in a little drawer like that. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? That's good. I like how the chocolate covers, but yet hints... At what's within? Yeah, the middle section. Mm. It's a classic biscuit shape. Aesthetics all round. It's a seven. That's quite good. I would like the the chocolate seems a little like it's powdered, or I'd like it slightly darker. Slightly darker. I hear you on that one. I'm gonna say <clears throat> six point eight. I've seen nicer biscuits. What would you? What is the nicest looking biscuit you've ever seen? The nicest biscuit. 
or weirdest. Do you know a weird one? A walnut whip. Is that a biscuit? No. It's more of a confectionery. It's a confectionery. But that, who thought of that? Strange. We'll make it like a whip shape and stick a walnut on it. Yeah, it's like a miniature circus tent. It's like a volcano. Yeah. It's like Vesuvius itself. Yeah. Vesuvius erupted onto the city of Pompeii. Ding, 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 ding. That's the noise it made. Thank you. Um, The nicest biscuit. I mean, it's hard to argue with a jammy dodger. Wow, that's a good biscuit. If you don't know what a jammy dodger is for anyone not in uh, the UK, spherical biscuit. Circle. (laughs) Vanilla coloured, slightly off-white colour. Yeah, yeah. With a jam circle right in the middle. And I think it's got a little bit of uh, icing under the jam. Icing, then jam. I'm not sure. No? But sometimes, and the jam will come through a heart shape right at the very centre of the aforementioned circle. Yeah. When I was a kid, I used to like to lick my index finger and stick it in the jam so Mm -hmm. the jammy dodger would stick to my finger. Yeah. So that I could kind of pretend to be like a... Kind of like an ET with a with a biscuit on the end of my finger. I go over to my my mates and be like, oh, "Look, jammy dodger finger, jammy dodger finger." Kids are weird, aren't they? Yeah. What's some, your favourite aesthetic of a biscuit? If, you know what I I used to love was a breakaway. That's an awful looking biscuit. No, because I tell you what I used to it's do. Like a boring Kit Kat. Yeah, but you take you take the paper bit off and then you're left with foil. If you'll remember, I do. Rub the foil gently. And the very shape of the top of the um, the biscuit, the biscuit. <laughs> biscuit would, would then transfer onto the foil. Then what would you do with that? The then foil? I would very gently remove take, the foil. Take it off, take it off. So it still leaves the imprint yeah. of the aforementioned like biscuit. Like a coin rubbing in the old days. Breakaway I, rubbing. I would eat the breakaway yeah. virtually in a winner. And then... I would be left with not just the memory, yeah, but also the biscuit and and tin foil. Could you then refashion the shape of a breakaway mm-hmm. and jokingly pass it off to a mate? Yes. Do you want a breakaway? Yes. And they go, "Oh, you bastard! There's no breakaway in there." Really, it's just air. Mm-hmm. That's great. Although, yeah, okay, fine. I wouldn't, I'm not going to get into it. I just, I was going to say that's a great trick. But is it really a nice-looking biscuit? Yeah. Fine. Fine. Oh, wait. Usefulness. Useful? No. I've never known a cookie you can use as a straw before. And as you know, we're not using straws anymore because... Uh, turtles. It kills turtles. Yeah. Etc. So I think having uh, another form of straw and, a, and one in chocolate form is a good idea. But as you saw, it's pretty much only a one straw. Yeah, I'll just go straight in there. I've still got half a Tim Because I'm thinking I've ate two Tim Tams, but I haven't Not really. Because one, one of them's still in here. That's a treat. Do you know the difference between a turtle and a tortoise? Yep. Come on. A turtle lives in the water. A tortoise lives in your imagination. <laughs> You're almost entirely right. Yeah. A turtle either lives or spends the predominant... the the dominant part of their life in or around water predominant part <laughs> don't care I love it they have a much closer relationship to water they either live in water their entire uh-huh. life or lay their eggs in water or mate mm-hmm. in water all that kind of stuff a tortoise will drink water that is land dwelling in the United States states 
all tortoises, terrapins, and turtles are called turtles, and that is wholly incorrect. Thank so, you. So, you know, like a Galapagos yeah. tortoise yeah. in the United States, they go, oh, look at the size of that turtle. That's not a turtle. But let's say, for instance, I was in the desert a few years ago and I saw a tortoise. Yeah. Would, would people in America call that a turtle in, I think in the desert? think quite a lot of people would be like, look at that turtle. John, if you saw a tortoise in the desert, would you say, say you were with your, your, your fiancé, would you say, excuse me, there's a turtle or there's a tortoise? Well, first off... Uh, I, you guys say tortoise really uh Yeah, oddly. we say tortoise, Toy but yeah. you, you guys say tortoise. 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 Yeah. Uh, tortoise. I would, yeah, I would probably say it's a turtle. It's not a turtle. I'm sorry. Now I feel like a fool. It's fine. Oh, I, right. I do actually think the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles probably created quite a mess uh, with that. Oh, yeah. Because the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, who live down in the sewers, so they have a little bit of a relationship with running water. Yeah, with poo. Uh, kind it? of a hybrid yeah. of turtle and tortoise. And I think it, it, it... And also ninja. And ninja. I think it created a real mess. Do you what, remember the name of their teacher? Uh, it was a rat. It was a rat. Lives in the sewer. Don't know. They love shit. Splinter. Splinter. Yeah. And our friend Sean Astin voices one of the turtles. Is that right? Yeah. In the movies? Uh, in the TV show. I had no idea. There you go. A man of many talents. We've run out of time again. What? We need to wrap it up. We did. We took too much time. Wait a minute. We have it. We need. We need to finish first with um, uh, oh, scores oh, for usefulness. usefulness. Quickly. Usefulness on the Tim Tam. It's great as a straw. Apart from that, it's a good biscuit. It will melt in your hand. I, I did get some meltage. Usefulness. I think you could maybe make a cake and sprinkle some Tim Tams on top. I think definitely make a you cake. You could do a Tim Tam inspired cake. But then you could freeze them and Tim make Tam them ice hard. cream. You could freeze it's, it and maybe smash it up and then sprinkle it on top yeah. of ice cream. I think there's quite a few uses mm -hmm. for this. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a, a solid eight point two for usefulness. That's good for a cookie. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven point five. Okay, we're in the right ballpark. That's it. We've definitely run out of time, guys. Wow. If you want to get in touch with us, we'd love that. If you do a job that you think we'd be fascinated to learn about, if there's a song you want us to listen to, if there's a food item, get in touch with us. The Friendship Onion at castmedia.com. That's cast with a K. And also, if you want to send us one of those voicemails, you can do that on speakpipe.com forward slash The Friendship Onion. Also, we have a Spotify playlist. Yes, we do. The Friendship Onion, where we put all of the songs that we listen to on that. Be aware there are a lot of pretenders out there, so you need to find the official one. I think that's it. Oh, rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. For why? Just to make us happy. Yeah. So we can make more. Yeah. And we'll see you guys. Oh, God, Tim Tams. Next week. See ya. Toodles. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.